This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, it's a Tuesday. That means uh, we spoke with Mike Tomlin today, wrapping up uh, the Steelers' victory over the Denver Broncos on Sunday. And uh, the good news from Mike Tomlin, not a lot of injury news uh, other than, well, David DeCastro should be back this week for the Steelers. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I didn't think they missed him per se or were in bad shape without him. But he's a Pro Bowl player. <laughs> They'll certainly be able to use him this week yeah. against J.J. Watt. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's a nice boost to that line. He's been such a constant for so long now and such a high-level player. That's a great addition. He gets that depth back to where almost right. normal. Right, you right, know, exactly. Not quite normal because they're they're still missing Wisniewski and Banner, but mm-hmm. they're in better shape. They're in a lot they better were. shape, and they can withstand another one now. You right. Know? So, no, I, I like the state, the state of their line, and I thought it held up really well on Sunday. Yeah, I thought so as well. And, uh, you know, people are complaining. The funny thing is people are complaining about the Steelers' running game, and they've had a 100-yard back in each of the first two weeks. <laughs> now, yeah. we've gone over this with the fantasy football stuff. Last week there were six running backs in the NFL, no, five running backs in the NFL who had 100 yards. The week okay. before that, I believe there were four. Yeah, so there hasn't been a lot. So the Steelers have had two, of the, have ten, two of the ten. Yeah, right. and people two are complaining. Guys. Steelers aren't running the football. Can't run the football. Can't run the football. Yeah, <laughs> the can't thing is a little wrong. I, I I sort of side with they're not. I mean, I thought their running percentage was a little low for my taste through three quarters or so with a lead. But, I mean, I'm nitpicking. I mean, it wasn't like the offense wasn't moving the ball or they weren't, weren't running the ball well. I, mean, I think we even saw it last night in the uh, the, the Monday night game. Um, the teams that are running the ball more aren't having a ton of success with it. Like you're, you're seeing these, you're seeing these backs. They're they're racking, you know, twenty five, thirty carries, and they're struggling to get to ninety yards. Yeah, right. I mean, like the Ravens are a different beast, obviously. Yeah, and they're like, using a bunch of different guys right. to do it. But like Henry comes to mind. Yeah, and like he's fine, but he's Jacobs has had two games where he's had twenty plus carries. He still had, he hasn't broken a hundred yards. Yeah, he's had twenty five carries. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, it's just you know these these high volume guys. They're they're getting yards. But the averages, I think, if I have to study this, but I think the, look here, I, I think teams are struggling a little bit right now, trying to trying to gain their footing in the run game. Yeah, I'm trying and, to think why. And I wonder if that's because they didn't have the preseason. You yeah. didn't have any time to iron that stuff out. You can work on the passing game mm-hmm. in training camp situations. It's awfully tough to get, to simulate that run game. No, you're 100 percent right. I mean, it, there was no. Very little physicality and moving bodies yeah. and collisions. I mean, how many and, times did Derrick Henry get tackled? In 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 the Titans training camp, right? Probably. They, never, I mean, they weren't right. they weren't going to beat him up in training camp. So therefore, your offensive mm-hmm. line, you probably don't have your starters out there when you even when you do a lot of the, you know run stuff. The Steelers the Steelers have one of the more physical camps around the league, and they didn't they weren't nearly as physical this year as they have been. Right. I would think there'd be a lot more reps of full speed pass protection. Yes. Then run blocking, too. I mean, you really want guards coming off the line and just blasted into Cam Hayward. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And the run to... game, a lot of times, too, is very orchestrated. 
Oh yeah. You know, especially if you're a team that pulls a lot and does those kind Absolutely. of things. So so you've got moving parts in there and if one guy misses his block or doesn't get to the edge where he's supposed to, the play gets blown up. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right about that. You know, and um we talk about it a lot that there's more to it than just pushing your guy backwards. I mean, timing on double teams and getting to the second level, you know, pulls are almost like routes run. You know, that you, you, your footwork has to gear up with the back. You can't be too ahead, too too behind. There's a timing yeah. aspect involved with it that maybe with this isn't clicking yet. And oh, by the way, running backs are falling like flies across the league too. There's that too. <laughs> there's also but, that, but I think know? that's why a team like the Ravens, for example. Uh, who that's all they do is run the football. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've spent more time working on that, and and they could Active, pick yeah. much like the other teams. You know that you don't nearly you don't. They probably didn't work on their run game or their pass game quite as much. I'm sure they did, but mm-hmm. but their run game is what their offense is predicated on. Right. So everything with them, I'm sure those first three weeks of training camp was okay. Here's we got a couple new guys we're putting in on this offensive line. Here's what we need to do to make this thing work. And, oh, by the way, we're going to run, you know, essentially four different running backs out there at different times. Yeah, right, right. They've Um, they've really rotated. You're seeing it with the 49ers. You know, the teams that run the football well, the teams that do it a lot are having success with it. The teams that – It doesn't really matter who the back is. Right. Right. Yeah. That tells me that they're just just blocking it up really well. They're blocking it up and right – but these teams that are, you know, relying Rams on... Rams are another one. Yeah. I mean, they've had three successful backs. Yeah. Right? yeah. And teams that are, that rely on the one back, the guy who's got to get his timing done, he's mm-hmm. going to... They're, they're struggling a little bit more. Yeah, I think there is a trend there to, to, to look into that, um, you know, again, Henry really comes to mind. That he's a, Henry's yeah. averaging like three and a half yards of carry right now. Yeah, right. And it's not like he looks bad. He doesn't look done or anything. Yeah. It's just he's not getting going. He's not making a lot on his own, I think, some of these guys yet. Um, but Connor and Snell both have reasonably well. Yeah, you know they've been and, the man respectively for each. But game. they've both broken off some longer runs, and yeah, you know, it's, it's the Connor long run that helps a little misleading. Well, and, right. and, and Snell had a thirty-yard run and a twenty-yard run. Uh-huh. So if you look at his other fourteen carries, he had you know fifty-five yards, mm-hmm. which is okay, but which it's is not okay. Yeah, I, I wonder if teams like Baltimore that run so much are they doing run plays versus air? You know, like. I'd be worried about my defense if I'm going to run that much, you know, running plays all throughout the the short yeah. camp. You know, I mean, you're beating up on Calais Campbell and company. You know, do you run in run plays versus air more than you know the other teams do? I don't know. I'm just curious. It, yeah, it is something to investigate. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it, it, there's a definite. You know, again, these these teams that that are relying heavily on this on their you know one back. We're going to just got to pound the back, football. It's right. just not working. No, it's not. I mean. I'm just sort of like scanning my head of who are the early picks in fantasy. You know, Mixon's one of those that's had some real tough going. Dalvin Cook hasn't done much of anything. I'm not sure I blame either one of yeah. them, but you know, it has not been ideal circumstances for them either. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, and again, I think you throw Henry into that as well. No, for Jacobs, sure. Jacobs. I, I, those guys again. Their guys are getting their they're getting their yards, but it's taking them. Heavy usage, yeah. right? You get in in years past. If you gave Derrick Henry thirty carries in each of the first oh. two games, he's putting up one hundred and fifty plus yards. Exactly, exactly. He's not he's he's not getting there. He hadn't had a hundred yard game yet. Right. That fourth quarter was just owned by him in yeah. those circumstances. Yeah, it's something to look into. I mean, yeah, it's it's. And then there's, I, I mean, you wonder with those guys who are getting the heavy workload as well. Are they are they ready to handle that kind of work? I was thinking that part too. too. Like, is Jacobs or Henry? 
are they as fresh as they usually are in the fourth quarter after 20 touches already? Yeah. You know, were they're are they the hammer or the nail? Usually they're the hammer, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean, in the fourth quarter. And might might now their bodies might be like, I'm not quite ready for this, you know. Yeah. I think there's something to that. That makes sense. Um, so it's interesting. We'll see uh, what happens with that. The uh, the Ravens, of course, rushed for 230 yards last week on the Houston Texans, who the Steelers um, scheduled to play. Here, that's, yeah. who they're, that's who they're scheduled to play this week. Uh, Chiefs gashed them in week one, too. The Chiefs ran all over them in week one. Yeah. The, 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 that's not what so, they do. It's not like the Ravens that run on everybody. Right, you know? right. And the Chiefs didn't have success running the football against the, the Chargers. Against the Chargers, no, 100%. And the Chiefs really played a different style. I mean, prepared all summer for that. And, you know, ran a lot of plays, a lot of runs, a lot of early runs, didn't go deep. I mean, your stat about Mahomes, he was the only one that didn't have like a 20-yard completion or whatever last week, you know. Uh, or, you know, that's not them at all. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. That's and so I wonder if that, that could be the Steelers' uh, recipe this week, although Houston's secondary isn't, isn't so great. Either. Isn't so great, no. no. But mean, the more you throw against them, the more you open yourself up. J.J. Watt looks like he is... I think he's Feeling, back and yeah. dangerous. Yeah, so you open yourself up to that if you start dropping mm-hmm. back the pass 40 times again. They have two above average, good, not great linebackers, Cunningham and McKinney, or McKinley. I think they're they're McKinney. They're, I like both those guys, but they're not, you know, these guys you have to stay away from. They don't really have the, the reader-like presence on the nose right now as much as they have in years past. I mean, they have some guys that are okay um, Merciless is an above-average player, too. I mean, better pass rusher than, you know. Ming, uh, yeah. What's that? Ming the Merciless. It's... <laughs> Ming the Merciless, <laughs> yes. Uh, their corners are rough, though. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the defense isn't all that that's you know frightening to me, but Watt is scary. Uh, interesting thing here I saw today, uh, ESPN came out with its, uh, its uh, win rate rankings. Win rate rankings, and they they, they look at uh, offensive tackles. They look at edge guys, defensive oh, tackles, okay. linemen, so the guards. What the whole percentage thing. of snaps you win? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The highest run block win rate as a t- offense for offensive tackles through two weeks in the season is by Chuk Sakorafor. Really, ninety one percent. Hmm, that's great. I mean, I don't remember getting beat too often. You know, I mean, everyone. I think that got a little bit, of, uh, you know, washed away because everyone was focused on the guard next to him, right? And just assumes that Chooks is stable, and we're going to worry about the rook. Well, like you said, it was only his fifth start, something like fifth, that. Fifth career start. Fifth yeah. career start. And so he's far from a given, and him to be performing that well, which I think passes a sniff test too. You know, I mean, I don't rarely yeah. do I remember him looking bad. And I think well, and one of the reasons why Zach Banner beat him out was because Banner was considered a better run blocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, Okorafor may be considered a, a slightly better pass blocker. He's got a little, a little better, on his feet. a little lighter on his feet, better yeah. feet. But Okorafor graded out really well in that first game and uh, from the few snaps that he played against uh, the Giants with a 90, he has a 91% win rate on run blocking this wow. far this season. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that, but I don't, hearing it, it doesn't blow me away. You know I mean, they, had he moved a lot of bodies to the right, you know, and that that twosome, I thought was quite good in the run game and, and in protection, really. Yeah, I don't know if protection was any worse. We'll go over some of the other numbers on yeah, there because curious. the Steelers show up on, on a lot of these do they packages in terms of the edge rushing. Oh, the I'm blocking. sure the pass yeah. rush stuff. Yeah, uh, I did want to talk about the pass rush, and we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that in the next segment. I wrote about that today. The Steelers are. 
Well, they're blitzing like crazy, blitzing at a level. away with that number. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll get to that here in a bit, but it, I couldn't believe in the percentage of blitz from them. It is crazy. I don't yeah. know if it's, gonna, if it's going to continue, but Blitzberg is back, baby. Blitzberg <laughs> is back. And, again, I think it's a lot of faith in those corners. Yeah. That's what I, I keep taking away from well, yeah, and, You wouldn't have done that two years ago. People asking him, you know, what's wrong with Minka? Um you know, these guys are getting left on islands back, you know, behind. He's, he's the reason that you're they're sending doing five. It. Yeah, you're right. sending five and six guys. You're putting those guys on islands, and stuff's going to happen sometimes on it's the back end. Easier when you got Ed Reed in center field to be aggressive. You know, he yeah. makes. I always called Earl Thomas a great eraser, an eraser of mistakes of those in front of you, and Mink is very much that way in terms of we can be ultra aggressive. We can play with a different mindset. The other ten because. We have a great goalie behind us. I, I always use that hockey, you know, yeah. thing. We're gonna we're gonna pinch up and try to score because I got that goalie that's gonna make the big save if they if they if we give up a breakaway. Well, Earl Thomas is a great eraser now. He's <laughs> he's, a, he's he erased himself erased. right yeah. off of any NFL rosters. Yeah, he has been erased. <laughs> erased himself. That's yeah, you're right. We're gonna take a break when we come back. We're gonna get to some of those blitz numbers, and I All asked right. Mike Tomlin about that today. We'll let you know what he said about it as well. Right after this, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You are listening to the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we, we started talking about this in the previous segment, and now we can get to it. All right. So last year, the Steelers were seventh in NFL in the NFL in blitz percentage. Okay. Play, percentage of plays in which they blitzed at 36.9%. Which is obviously a high yeah. number. They were a little bit higher than that in 2018. That makes but sense. But not much. Um, I thought they were more reliant on blitz in 18 than 19. Yeah. You know, just to get home. But right. they still produced a ton of sacks in both years, obviously. This year, first two games, they're at 61.7%. That's, That's almost 25% more than they were last year. The Dolphins are second at 47.5, and the Ravens are third at 47.1%. Okay. Well, the Ravens must be down because they were number one by a wide margin last they year. They were right around that. They were just around 50% last year. Okay. And where did you say they are this year? They're 47.1. Oh, okay. So they're so that, pretty yeah, much they, on, you know. They're about to, they're, what they do. But the which, Steelers which are up. Leads the, league. the Steelers are up 25%. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and they've already, they were already blitzing a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Miami makes perfect sense. They're a they're New Patriots, England yeah. style. They don't have good pass rushers. They invested a lot in corners. So you blitz. Um, Steelers don't need to. You know, like the Dolphins need to. The Patriots need to. To some degree, the Ravens need to, but their defense is pretty good. I mean, Judon and Campbell are still going to get home at times anyway. You know, some of those teams are designed to blitz. Where the Steelers, I thought, you know, from your point from 18 to 19, kind not got away from it, but that we're, we're lightening the percentage of blitz because I don't think they needed to. You know, Watt and Dupree are winning one-on-one matchups. Right. Now I feel like... It's an embarrassment of riches. They're like, just doing it because they can. Exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, we don't need the blitz. We can get home with four consistently and drop seven. But our cover guys are good enough, and if we don't, if they can you know, or cover their dude half a second longer because we're bringing an extra guy, 
and it's creating big plays left and right. And it was also two very inexperienced quarterbacks, you know, especially with well, that's the other part of the equation. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna run guys at them left and right, mm-hmm. uh, which is why when I asked Mike Tomlin about that uh, today, he said, "Well, it's just a two game thing, and we may not, you know, that may not be who we are necessarily." I'm sure it'll go down. I mean, that's yeah, a it's crazy not going to go number, up. That's a nuts. That's that's just insane. I mean, they're blitzing two out of three snaps. But some of that's run blitzing too, right? They're just bringing extra guys. Uh, but if you look at it, um, the teams that are in the top, uh, the best, they're the most blitzing this year. It's Miami at forty-seven point five percent, Baltimore forty-seven point one, Buffalo at forty-four percent, Cincinnati at thirty-nine point seven percent. Houston, who the Steelers yeah, are plays with, 35.9%. Seattle, 35.9%. Tampa Bay at 34.6%. Uh, but then you start looking at, okay, there, those some of those other teams are blitzing a lot, but are they getting home? <coughs> Seattle's pass rush is junk, and they have to blitz that. Bit the Steelers have 10 sacks. Yeah. The Dolphins are second in blitz percentage. They have three. They have three. <laughs> um, and they don't have good pass rush. They have 11 pressures. The Steelers have 40. 40. So the, the the Dolphins are pre- they're blitzing like crazy, but they're not getting anywhere near the quarterback. Not, it's, not, it's not helping at all. Right? <laughs> uh, Baltimore's been a little bit bad. They got six sacks and seventeen pressures. Again, forty. The Steelers have forty. <laughs> I mean, that's the most impressive number of all this so far. They have forty pressures in yeah. two games. Uh, Buffalo. That's like half the snaps. Yeah, Buffalo has forty-four uh, percent. They have uh, six sacks. And 21 pressures. That's that's the closest that we've come so far okay. in pressures. They've also played the Jets and the Dolphins. Right, yeah. yeah right. Cincinnati, they've pre- they're, they're fifth on this list in terms of, of uh, blitzes. They got two sacks and 16 pressures. I mean, you, just, you don't two get there. Sacks. They don't get there. They got one quarterback knockdown. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, the Steelers have 10. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're, you're going to be on your back against the Steelers. Uh, quarterback, wow. quarterback hits. The Steelers have 27 Wow. Hits in two Hits games. In two games, right? Um, the Ravens are second with nineteen. The Redskins uh, are third with sixteen. Okay, yeah, I mean you would expect that from Washington. Tackles for losses. The Steelers are first with twenty-two. Wow, twenty-two tackles 22. for. They're on pace for a hundred. They they led the league or they were third in the league last year with like a hundred and thirteen tackles for a loss, and they, they missed twenty-two. And like the leader had like a hundred twenty. They've got 22. They're on pace to, to have over 160. Right, 40 more than the leader last year. <laughs> wow. Um, Real quick, do you have yeah. any a rough guess of how many offensive plays they've they how many defensive plays they've played? Yeah, I can tell you that. Right I, now. I mean, it's usually around 60 a game or so. In that oh, let's see here. Um, I'm just thinking of the percentage. I mean, if you're not if you're if a guy's getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage 22 times over the course of two games and that's you know two out of 120 play or two out of 12 plays they have had 136 plays. plays run against them this year 136 yeah okay so i mean one out of every seven or so plays is goes backwards yeah goes backwards and probably 60 percent of those are passes so they maybe have faced 80 pass attempts, and the quarterbacks got hit on a quarter of them. They faced exactly 80 pass really? Okay, I'm just guessing. Yeah, right. And some of those are screens and quick hitters and that no one's going to get home. Ten of them are sacks. And yeah. Ten of them are sacks. And another, what, 22, I think you said, where the quarterback gets hit. Yeah. Right. Ouch. Ouch, right. I mean, that the percentage, like every other drop back or every third drop back, I'm getting hit. So like, the thing is, they gave up six uh, six first downs by penalty last week. Uh, they've given up overall 
uh, eight first downs via penalty. You cut okay. that down, cut that number in half. Yeah, just get it back. To and the this norm. defense is, you know, I'm looking uh, in terms wow. of in terms of first downs by penalty. Um, and to be very honest, I mean, sometimes by penalty means I'm an offensive tackle, I get blown by, and I got beat, and something bad's going to happen either way. Yeah. Or I'm a defensive back, and I drag the guy down. I don't really feel like the Steelers' defensive penalties that moved the chains were them getting beat, and they just took the lesser of two evils. Yeah, thus you know? far they've, they've given up eight first downs by penalty. Wow. So they had two in the first game, six in the last. Uh, the Saints are actually last in that right now. The Saints have given up 11. Mm, that adds up because um, I couldn't – I mean, the yeah. defense was not that impressive last night, and that makes some sense because there yeah. were a lot of those. Jacksonville with nine, and then the, the Lions, Jets, Steelers – and Bears with eight. Okay. Uh, the leader. Yeah, that does need to get cleaned up. Two teams, the Chargers and the Giants, haven't given up any. Any. Okay. So Interesting. I mean, you know, I think the norm is right right around four. If you give up a couple of game, that's no big deal. No, it's that's, not that big a yeah. deal. Right. But you, can't, penalties are you gonna, can't have six you can't like have they had six. last week. And a high percentage of penalties are going to result in giving them a first down. Yeah. You know, either giving them the spot foul or whatever. I, just speaking of that, I, I'm going to stay on the defensive side, but I heard today that there's like four or five teams that haven't gotten flagged for an offensive hold yet. Which is insane. And which is crazy. We yeah. were talking about that yesterday, but I didn't realize there's some that have zero. Like, through two on. games. Through yeah. two games. Come on. Yeah. yeah, that's not how the league works. That's definitely not how the league works here. But but defensively, wow, I mean, that's amazing, people are complaining about this defense. and well, they, they, they expect them to completely shut teams down. Uh, at the same they're time, they're creating big plays. They're, they're second in total defense. Tied for second. Yeah, uh, tied for second with Baltimore. They both came up. one? Uh, the Colts right now. Mm-hmm, the okay. Colts completely shut. The Vikings the have Vikings no offense. We're never on the field. So the Colts have given up in two games. The Colts have given up 416 yards. Wow. The Steelers and Ravens have given up 610. Like 90 yards. In yeah. Game. Yeah. Um, right. Right. And they, the, the Colts. The Colts have given up 416 yards and lost one of those games. And they did. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't look at them as an upper tier defense. Though. No, like, I, I don't, don't either. Keep up. Uh, but the Steelers and Ravens uh, are right there at the top, and. Well, and they create a lot of positive, I mean, negative plays for the offense too. Like they go backwards a lot, let alone some turnovers too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's um, it, it, it's not. I don't know what to think about this week in that regard. Yards like, per play, which I is which is a bigger thing. It is. Yeah, the Colts have given up four point four yards per play, despite all those. Yeah, despite yeah, very few yards. Given up. Right. Yeah, the Steelers have given up four point five. Wow. That's second best in the league. That's the one that ma- you know the the points against. Okay, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but to sometimes me, it's like the Buccaneers when they get stuck in a tough situation. Right. You know, yeah. right. Yards per play is something I'm a big believer in. Yeah, four point five yards per play. If they do that all season long, mm-hmm. they will be the best defense in the league. I don't have my handy dandy spreadsheet in front of me, but the Raiders and Steelers last year were the only two teams that, that their offense and defense were the same. Yards per play, yards per play gained equaled yards per play yeah. allowed. That they were even, Steven. But the Steelers were thirty-one on offense, and they were one on defense. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> they were the best yards per play last year, tied with the Niners and Patriots. Right now, there are five teams in the league allowing less than five yards per play. It's the Colts, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Forty ers and the Saints. Okay, wow. So I mean, that's that's where you want to be at. That's yeah. where you you know. Um, the penalties will get cleaned up. You, you stop doing that, and yeah, I, I don't think yeah. that'll be a trend. I think that's more fluky, or uh, maybe got a pass happy uh, but ref this the, week. The the blitzing, I don't know that that's a. That's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, 
Because you're going to do that to Deshaun Watson. I assume, you know. I, I mean, mean, he is. he's been sacked. You know, you keep mentioning Baltimore at the top of the league, and one of their games was against Deshaun Watson. And they had four know? sacks against him last week. And they came after him pretty good from what I remember. He's been sacked in, in 40 career games. He just played his 40th career game 133 mm-hmm. times. Yeah, that's got to be at the top of the league in sacks per dropback. Yeah, I mean, he's just – two years ago, he led the league with 60 – he was sacked 62 times mm-hmm. in 2018. Yeah, I remember he that. He cut it down last year to 44. And there's two <laughs> things behind that. I mean, the obvious was he's played behind bad offensive lines. That's why they gave a ton up for Tunsil. Uh, that, you know, that same offseason they gave Howard – they drafted Howard in the first round – even though he isn't probably a first-round player. He got hurt last week. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not, the right tackle. Yeah. Um, so I do think their line's a lot better than it's been at any point in Watson's career, and Tunsil's a lot to do with that. But you mentioned this yesterday. I mean, and Wilson was this way early in his Seattle days especially. Everyone said their lines are terrible, and they were bad. They just run around trying to make plays. He'd hold the ball for an yeah. extra second or two per snap. I mean, you're going to starts running backwards, often. and he's yeah, you know, right, trying right. to escape. And, and, and you, know. you talk to, like, former offensive linemen – it's hard to block for those type of quarterbacks. It, it, if you're trying to get to, you can see the quarter. If you're a defense player and I'm a tackle, right? You can see where you're trying to go. If the, if the guy, if you're the yeah. guy I'm trying to protect, is not a standard, you know, operating guy like a Breeze or a Brady, he's gonna step up in the pocket. But I know where I have to be between my guy and the. And, and a lot the, of times you want to just push the guy past the pocket. Yeah, right. Because you know, Drew's with those guys, when they start, they they try to push es- him into them. They try to escape out the backside, and all of a sudden you just push the yeah. push them into the quarterback. And they're more elusive than you know. They're gonna make people miss on their own. The Kyler Murrays and those type of guys, but. It's hard to block for Michael Vick. Michael Vick was really bad about it because you know, <laughs> he was be all over the place. Yeah. And like, I'm not sure if I'm between you and, and the pass rusher or if I'm just olaying them right into you. Yeah, so those negative plays are going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He's yeah. going to make some plays. That's the thing, too. Yeah. That I mean, late in the down, he's very dangerous, though, too. Yeah, so I, you know, Tomlin said uh, Watson, Watson himself is going to be a ridiculous challenge, not only in terms of his quarterbacking abilities and his arm talent, but his ability to improvise and extend plays, his leadership skills. He's battle-tested. We're facing a group that's on a, a bit different, that's a little bit different from the first two teams that we faced from a quarterback standpoint, not only in terms of what he's capable of, but his experience, uh, but what they expect from him as well that's dramatically different from our first two games. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm a believer, obviously, that some quarterbacks are better leaders and better winners and all that. But this is a little bit of, you know, the it factor and, you know, something you can't qualify. He doesn't go, I mean, going back to Clemson, he finds ways to win games, and they're 0-2. I mean, I think you're kind of getting him at the wrong time. He hasn't had a huge fantasy game yet. You know, he's too good a player to be held down three weeks in a row and just be kind of an afterthought. You know, and people talk about Josh Allen and people, you know, yeah. how about me? That said, when the Steelers faced him in 2017 on Christmas Day, they they got to him seven times. There was seven in that one. Yeah, including three by Mike Hilton, and they won the game 34-6. to six. Wow. Wow. I mean, they pretty yeah. much dominated him. And it sounds like Will Fuller's questionable. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that scares me most late in the down, running around because Right, of he speed, can get behind but, you. Yeah, and, and Cooks is like that, too. And Stills, I mean, other guys. Stills can still do Stills that. Stills can still yeah. do that, right. And Cobb's not a bad player either. Um, but we know that their numbers when Fuller is healthy versus not, and that was with Hopkins on the team most of the time, yeah. is ridiculously different. And yet again, Fuller's banged Hurt. up. Shocking. Anyone, yeah, shocker, yeah. right. It's a shocker. 
Uh, but I, I just thought that was very interesting. It's really interesting, yeah. I mean, 61.7%. I mean, they've put the Blitz back in Blitzburg. There's no doubt about that. Wow. I mean, that's a remarkable number. And maybe they'll be around 50% this week. So. It sure looks like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess there's no indication. I think they won't. I don't think you just sit back and give them time. No, I think you get after this guy and you make him process things quickly. I mean, yeah. as, you know, he does have the 40 games experience, but he's still a young quarterback. He is. He is. You know. And there's a lot of moving parts in that offense, too. You know, I mean, if they have a new right tackle. And you certainly don't want him standing back there patting the football. I mean, that's. No, I agree with that. Yeah. So get hmm. after him. Yeah, I think you want to hit him, too. Anyways, he is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll get to some of those other numbers, uh, the, the ESPN uh, numbers, uh, on right. win rates. Uh, we'll do that right after this on The Drive. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Talk about the uh, ESPN um, pass game and uh, what they call their their pass rushing, run stopping, blocking leaderboard. Yeah, right. win rate rankings yeah. through two weeks. It's a new stat I think that came out last year, and I think they refined it over the off season, and now they're they're pumping them out every week. So yeah. I am interested to see what they say. So according to their their rankings, um, the top ten defensive end, outside linebacker, pass rush win rate. Uh, in the league in the first two weeks belongs okay. to T.J. Watt. He's at, number one. At 43%. 43%. I mean, that includes when you get doubled. That includes three-step drops, catch and throws. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of times when you can't get pressure no matter yeah. if you're Superman. That includes you know? him being held a lot. And all the <laughs> right, and that type of stuff, too. I mean, I'm not shocked he's won. That's a massive number, though. Um, yeah, Jerry Hughes is actually second at forty-one percent. Yeah, keep an eye on him. I mean, he's been a real quality player. Yeah, Brian Burns third at thirty-five percent. Joey Bosa at thirty-three. Trent Murphy at thirty. Miles Garrett at thirty. J.J. Watt at twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Khalil Mack at twenty-nine. Carl Granderson. There's a surprise name. Yeah, on the right, list, right. At twenty-nine uh, percent, and Chase Winovich at twenty-eight uh, percent. Okay, and again, small sample size. Right. If you yeah. get a a sweet matchup, it's going to help you and. TJ had some good matchups too, obviously. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, so it's a a hand in hand situation. I mean, over two games, but yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me. And I bet if that list went much longer, Bud wouldn't be too far. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. How about this one? Defensive tackle, the top ten defensive tackle pass rush win rate. Malik Jackson is number one at twenty nine percent. Tyson Alualu, number two. Wow. At twenty nine percent, actually tied it. They're tied it for first. He's at twenty nine percent as well. He's really stood out. Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked he's at that point, you know, with Aaron Donald and Chris Jones in the league and those type of guys and even the dudes Tyson plays with. But he's consistently been on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, Grady wow. Jarrett at three at 25%. Chris yeah. Jones and Cam Hayward tied for fourth and fifth at uh, 24%. Okay. Uh, Zadarius Smith, what's he doing on the in- defensive I mean, they tackle? line him up there, but he's not a D-tackle. Okay, he's at 22%. Jerry Tillery at 22%. Wow, he had a really rough rookie year. That could go a long way for them. If yeah, Quinn and Williams at 22%. Another same type of deal. Yeah, Justin Jones at 19%, Ed Oliver at 18%. Okay. Huh, interesting. 
Um, top 10 defensive end outside linebacker run stop rate. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Khalil Mack leads that at 52%. Bears D's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Winovich is second at 46%. Hmm. Local guy. Bud Dupree third at 41%. That makes sense. Yeah. I wonder, like, I'm not blaming Bud, but there were some cutbacks by Gordon in Bud's direction. Yeah, I don't know if he had the outside contain there or if he had, or if he was breaking down the line and somebody else. There was, I know there was at least one play where I think Hilton was coming in on, on mm-hmm. the backside, and I think he had the backside and overran it. Well, that's what I was kind of saying. Yeah. Like, if. If Bud had the, his outside typical gap, there were times when Gordon went in the B gap, which isn't his gap. Right. But if Bud didn't rush so far upfield, the B gap wouldn't have been as big. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way of judging those things numerically. Um, but I do think he's done really well at run at him and securing the edge. Oh, no and doubt. Yeah. Him in and, and he's like, been good at that for three years. Yeah, People didn't give him credit for that two years ago. You're right. When he, you know, he's not getting any sacks. Well, he was doing really well setting the edge. He's a handful. Yeah. I mean, he has big, heavy hands, and, you know, he can secure the edge well and push things to the inside. Uh, number four is Adam Gotsis of the uh, Jaguars. Really? Uh, number five, this one doesn't make any sense. Stephen, Stephen Weatherly of the Panthers. Wow. They, they haven't okay. stopped anybody running the they ball. They haven't stopped anybody. Uh, Sam Hubbard uh, from the Bengals at six. Okay. They gave, I get gashed all over the field by, okay. the, <laughs> by the Browns. <laughs> right, they ran all over. Uh, Trey Hendrickson of, uh, is number seven of the uh, Saints. Saints. Number eight is Watt, T.J. Watt. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kyle Phillips of the Jets at 33%. He's tied with Watt. And then Chase Young. Chase Young, yeah, yeah. number 10. Chase Young's been very impressive. Yeah. He's been everything he's been cracked up to be. But I bet five of those names don't hold They're up. They're not going to hold up, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Number 10, uh, the uh, top 10 defensive tackle run stop win rate. Okay. Number one, Tyson Alulu, oh. 57%. Holy smokes. Um, number two is Kevin Givens of the, the 49ers. Mm, okay. Wouldn't necessarily think but of him. He doesn't play a lot of snaps, yeah. Uh, Christian Wilkins of the Dolphins is third. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Tershawn Wharton of the Chiefs is fourth. Quinn and Williams, fifth. Uh, like the only bright spot for the Jets. Yeah. The second overall pick. Him so and Mackay Becton, yeah. Right, Becton's done well, too. Yeah. Uh, DeForest Buckner is sixth at 50%. He was a wrecking machine this past week. Yeah, how about two Falcons on the list there next at seven and eight? Tyler uh, Davison and Grady Jarrett. Okay. Steve McClendon, uh, the former Steeler uh, and Jets uh, He does that tackle. well. That's what he does. He's a good player. Yeah, 46%. And then 10 is Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans. Yeah, Simmons is a beast. Yeah, the, that, that, that list isn't all that shocking. Tyson Alulu. The top of both. At <laughs> the top of both. <laughs> Stud. <laughs> he, that shows up, though. I mean, again, he's People real forget. easy to overshadow. He, yeah. he was the 10th overall pick in the 2010 right, draft. Right, right, right. And now he's getting a lot of snaps and... You know, beating up on some not-so-great centers, you know, but so what? Okay, it all counts. <laughs> You're not going to play Webby and Dirk Dawson every right. week, you know, right. Uh, offensive line pass block uh, win, win rates. Mm, this is just a team stat? Yeah, uh, no, this is the individual stuff. Oh. oh, oh. Uh, top 10 offensive tackle pass block win rates. Uh, number one is Bobby Massey. Really? The Bears, yeah, 100%. Well, there's a bunch of guys tied at 100%. Uh, it's Massey, it's Brian Balaga, Lane Johnson, Rick Wagner, yeah. And uh, J- Jack Driscoll. Okay. I mean, none of those really stand. I none mean, of those Lane guys Johnson are real. Lane Johnson's the uh, the one guy that he's uh, good, but a household name. Game, yeah. right? Belaga, Belaga's been a Belaga's been yeah. a solid addition. The Chargers need that. Uh, number six is Andrew Whitworth, the Rams. 
that line's been good in general. Yeah, seven is Ronnie Stanley, eight is Tyron Smith, and they he they didn't play last week either. Yeah, they benched him, and then they said it wasn't an injury issue. Just they were he played. They played two dudes I'd never heard of a tackle last week. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, eight is uh, Brandon Knight. Is that one of the that's one that's of them, one right? of them? Yeah, he's, he's tied with Brandon. And then ten is Matt Gono of the Falcons. I don't know who that is. Either. Yeah, just just guys. Uh, what's yeah. I'd say that list is going to change a lot, too. Uh, the guard pass rate, pass block win rate. Richie Incognito, 100%. He got 100%. hurt last night, year, yeah. yeah. Uh, two is James Daniels mm. of the Bears. Three. Bears O-line I was really hard it's on this offseason. It's not too played bad. pretty well this year. Yeah, yeah. it's not too bad. Uh, three is Justin Pugh of the Cardinals. Okay. Four is Bradley Bozeman of the Ravens. All right. Uh, we were worried about their interior line. and I don't know that he's great, but yeah. they're playing okay. Five is uh, Elgin Jenkins of the uh, Packers, the mm-hmm. second-year player. Uh, Nate Herbig of the Eagles at number six. But he's not even, he's like their eighth yeah. lineman, right? Yeah. Uh, seven is A.J. Kahn of uh, the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine or eight is uh, Joel Batono of the uh, Browns. Yeah. Pat Elflin of the uh, Vikings at nine. He's been very disappointing up to this point. I mean, maybe they should run behind him more. <laughs> and then uh, Nate Davis of the uh, Titans also on that list. Okay, not a real who's who. No, it is not. Yeah, Again, right. this is a two-game. It's a two-game sample, yeah. but it, it is good to know who's playing well and who isn't. Uh, centers win uh, win rate on pass blocking. Ryan Jensen, number one. Uh, actually, there's four guys tied with 100. percent Ryan Jensen, Brandon Linder. Baronis Grasso and Eric McCoy. Okay, Linder got hurt this past week too. I don't yeah. know if he'll play Thursday or not. Yeah, it's tough to come. That back. line hasn't been bad for Jacksonville either. No, kind of overlook that offense. Uh, five is Frank Ragnow. Uh, actually, three guys tied at ninety-eight percent. Frank Ragnow, Nick Martin of the Texans with the yeah, Steelers. Okay. He's gonna have a, him and, and Lulu will battle it out. Yeah, and then Ben Jones of the Titans. Okay, and then the last uh, three guys on the list. Uh, eight is uh, Dan Feeney of the Chargers. Mitch Morse is nine of the Bills. At uh, is and then Jason Kelsey of the Eagles at ninety six percent. How the how the Eagles getting all these? I was saying some guy Lane Johnson. They give up eight sacks in the first week. (laughs) They're not running the ball that well, especially the first week. They got nothing in the running game. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of reaction to these numbers. I'm interested. I am interested to see who's playing well according to their stats, but some of it doesn't quite pass the sniff test either. Yeah. Uh, Top ten offensive tackle run win uh, run blocking win rate. Chooks core for number one. Yeah, we might have four. Yeah, and I think that's pretty legit. I'm not a huge sample size either, obviously, right. but you know. Uh, number two is Titus Howard, who the Steelers will see this week. He got banged up. I'm curious if he plays or not. He's the one I was talking about. Their right tackle. Yeah, uh, three is uh, Taylor Lewan of uh, the uh, the mm-hmm. Titans. Four uh, Balaga uh, of the Chargers. Balaga's a good player. Yeah, uh, five is uh, David Bakhtari of the uh, He's a Packers. Great player, yeah. yeah, Packers uh, line's been good. Yeah, six is Lane Johnson. Okay. Uh, seven is uh, Taylor Morton of the Panthers. Yeah, Mouton or Moton. A Moton, I'm sorry, yeah, Moton. There's no R in it. But uh, yeah, he's good. Eight is Chris Hubbard. How about Chris Hubbard showing up on this list as, wow. a, as a run blocker? I think their line's starting to shape up a little bit. A little bit. I mean, that was against the Bengals. Yeah. Nine is uh, Jason Peters okay. of the Eagles. And then ten is uh, Jermaine Illuminor of the uh, Patriots. Yeah, okay. The, he's a rookie guard, I think. Or is he? He's a tackle. Yeah, they're he's playing tackle. him a tackle. tackle. I think yeah. he's playing a right tackle I for Marcus Panos. Yeah, the guard. Or, I know who you're talking about. Uh, the guard win rates in the run in the run game. Isaac Samulo of the Eagles, another Eagles guy, another and they Eagles can't. They haven't run the ball. Doing, they haven't they done anything. Killed at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, 
Uh, two is Quentin Nelson. It's the first time he showed up on this list. Yeah. Uh, three, Bradley Bozeman uh, on this okay. on this one as well. Uh, four, Austin Corbett. All right. The uh, Browns couldn't use him. Right, right. <laughs> that was an odd pick by them too. Again, the the the, uh, the, the Rams low line's been really good. Uh, five is uh, Wes Martin. Okay. Uh, six, Batonio. Batonio's a good player. Yeah. yeah seven, Lucas Patrick. Uh, eight. That is. Uh, he's for the Packers. Oh, okay. He must be their filling guy. The yeah. Uh, eight is uh, Mark Glowinski of the uh, Colts. Yeah. Uh, nine, Ali Marpet of the uh, the Tampa. Buccaneers, and then Joe Dahl of the Lions comes in at ten. Okay. And then the center, uh, blocking run blocking rate. Corey Lindsay, number one for Green Bay. Green Bay's been running their offense. They're running the ball well. Yeah. Uh, two, Ryan Jensen. Uh, three, Alex Mack of the Falcons. Four, David Andrews of the uh, Patriots. Atlanta hasn't run the ball at all. No. Five, Connor McGovern of the uh, – yeah, that's the thing. He ran the ball six times a game, and boy, they, they <laughs> right, won on those. Best rate on third and eight when you get six. <laughs> uh, Connor McGovern of the Jets is fifth. Austin Blythe of the uh, Rams is se- uh, sixth. Okay. Marquise Pouncey, seventh. Yeah, I was wondering if Pouncey would be on there. Uh, eight is Cody Whitehair. Nine, Eric McCoy, and ten, uh, Matt Paredes of the uh, Panthers. Yeah. Paredes, I guess. Paredes. Uh, team pass rush win rate. Steelers got to be one. They are number two. I know the Browns are really high. The Bills are actually leading are that at 66%. The Steelers are second at 65%. And then there's a big drop-off after those there- two. They're at 66 and 65%. The, the Chiefs are third at 56%. Wow. So they're about 10 points less than those two teams. Eagles are fourth at 53%, the Chargers at 52 the Saints at 52 the Falcons at 52 and then nobody else is over 50 Really? Where are the Browns? I heard somewhere. They're ninth at uh, 47%. Oh, okay, I guess I wasn't that far off. Yeah. They have rushed the passer well. Uh, team run stop win rate. Okay. The Steelers are number one in that one at 40%. Wow. I mean, you do that to Saquon a week. 40%. Right? 40%, wow. Uh, the Jets are second at 37%. The Eagles or the uh, Patriots are tied with them at 37%. Um the Houston Texans are on this list at ninth at thirty three percent. Okay, uh, and then team, if you don't mind, who's the, who are the worst pass rushing? The worst pass rushing teams are yeah. the Lions at nineteen percent. Yeah. Wow. The Bengals at thirty percent. The Rams at thirty two percent. Huh. And the Giants at thirty three percent. Yeah, those yeah. add up. The Rams don't quite, but okay, I'll buy that. Uh, team run stop uh, run stopping win rate. Uh, the Vikings are dead last in that at twenty five percent. They're on the field all the time. Yeah. Uh, team pass blocking win rate. Uh, Packers are at seventy eight percent to lead the way. The Bears are second at seventy seven percent. They've been very good. The Steelers yeah. come in at that one at night. They have fifty six percent win rate on on uh, pass blocking. Okay. Yeah, that adds up. Yeah. Uh, Houston Texans, who of course the Steelers play this week, are thirty first at thirty nine percent. Ouchie, mama. That's not. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a problem this they weekend. They played two good pass rushing defenses. They're going to see a better one this week. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a step up. Uh, team wow. run blocking win rate. The Houston Texans are number one in that one, though at seventy five percent. They haven't run the ball. They haven't put up big numbers. David uh, Johnson's looked pretty decent. Yeah, though. the Steelers are are tied for fourteenth on that one at seventy one percent. Dead take last. That, Dead last are the Broncos and Dolphins tied at 63%. Playing the Steelers doesn't help then, no. obviously. And, the, yeah, the Giants are on there at 26th. Yeah. yeah. And one game against the Steelers hurts that hurts your causes. Hurts your cause, yeah. yeah. But uh, I thought that was interesting. It and, is. Uh, that's cool. Yep. Uh, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, so for Matt Williamson, for Jacob here on site keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.